We're on day nine, which continues to confuse me, these numbers of the days, because I'm behind in time, therefore the day of the podcast doesn't match the date, which had me very confused today because it wasn't until the end of the day that I realized it's the 10th. Anyway, I am here to offer you another episode on Advent, and tonight I'm focusing on the unexpected, which is such a huge part of Advent. There is the expectation, the desired outcome for years that has been uh, sort of sizzling (laughs) and uh, finally, um, you know, prophecy is fulfilled. And so to a certain degree, there is, uh, I guess, a a norm, not a normalcy, but but a, a clarity because what was prophesied has been fulfilled, right? Something expected has taken place, but in the midst of that piece, which perhaps is the only bit of certainty and expectedness, there is so much that is unexpected. And I want to focus on that today. So that's our word, unexpected. This morning I experienced something extremely unexpected. I'd gone to a school to drop something off. Now, I should say first of all that I drive a Honda Civic EX 2007 dark blue. I parked in a space that I don't usually park in when I go to this school, hopped out of the car, made my drop off, returned to my car, clicked the button to open my door, and then opened it. It's this, it's this just reflex sort of thing. I click it with my right hand, I open it with my left. And before entering, I noticed, hmm, like the, the paint of the car is kind of fading. It kind of looks like it's chipped, but, you know, I hadn't seen that before. So I kind of scratched it with my finger to see if the paint was coming off. No, okay, you know, moving along. Hopped into the car, and right away something was kind of off. I was like... What's, something's off. Anyway, I, uh, I looked down at the floor. Uh, I saw that sort of peripherally, peripherally, uh, as I was getting in and noticed that it was dirtier than I thought. I mean, my car is never pristine, truly, except for maybe like a day after cleaning it. But it was messier on the floor and messy in terms of the stuff that your shoes pick up as you walk throughout the day, right? And uh, anyway, you know, I I have stuff to do. I recognized that the seat was uh, too far back, and so I adjusted it quickly. And then all of a sudden I realized, hold on, this is not my car. Readjusted the seat, hopped out, closed the door, remembered where I had actually parked, hopped in, headed on my way. I am not the person that this sort of stuff happens to on any sort of regular basis. Truly, this does not happen to me. It's kind of like how I am not the person who always wins like the raffles and those sorts of things, the 
the Instagram competitions, right? But I enter my name anyway, and then randomly, I mean, it is random, but you know, it feels so much more random when I actually win. I did win an Instagram competition earlier this year. I got a wonderfully sized gift card amount and uh, a sweater and a hat, even though my head's too big to wear it, and a candle. It was this beautiful package. Um, it, yeah, so wonderful, so unexpected. But yeah, there's the word unexpected. I'm not the person who wins the games, the raffles. I'm not the person who hops into somebody's car that's not my car. Like, I hop into my car. Well, as I drove off, I was quick to think, why didn't that person lock their doors? I mean, if they had just locked their doors, I wouldn't have hopped into their car, right? As if it's their fault. But, you know, we always like to pass the the blame. And so there you have it, person who drives that Honda Civic, dark blue, oh so similar to mine, that my very unconscious habits worked. I did the things I usually do, and I got in your car. I trust my key didn't actually open your car door. I trust that. Though I didn't actually think about that until this evening. And I'm, yeah, I'm sorry if anything terrible like theft took place because of me. But I'm guessing that based on where you were parked, person of great worth due to your ownership of a Honda Civic, dark blue, um, I'm guessing that, that you were okay. It was wild, absolutely wild. I could not have come up with that story on my own. There's no way. As much as my imagination likes to run wild at times, this was just too good. I adjusted the seat, people. This is how automatic my, my body was, and this just confirms that indeed the car was just like mine. I knew what to do, but it, it wasn't mine. It, it wasn't mine at all. And so the, the whole day I've kind of been replaying this moment from this morning I posted about it on Facebook and got a slew of responses of crazy things others have done related to cars. I'm not alone. One friend actually put her groceries into the trunk of another person's car while that person looked on and laughed, wondering when she would figure it out. This stuff is just wild. How many times do we step right into something that we never would have predicted. Never, never in a quadrillion years. And ideally, it's these sorts of unexpected funnies that take place and, and you laugh and you laugh and I'm looking forward to a year from now or five years from now when Facebook, if it still exists, has the memory pop up and I can laugh all over again. As I think about Advent, as I think about the unexpected, I go right to the book of Luke. Now, mind you, I know that the story of Jesus' birth is not only told in Luke, but I'm actually preaching from uh, Luke chapter 2 this Saturday, this Sabbath, and 
this is something I'd never picked up on before. Maybe you have, and if you have, awesome. But I'd never picked up on this before. The angels show up, right? Jesus has been born, and the angels show up out in the field, keeping watch. Sorry, no, not the angels. I'm reading it all wrong. The shepherds were out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Of course they were. Like, this is not expected. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. We're so familiar with that, right? But now, here we are in Luke chapter 2, verse 12. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Okay, I, I know I've, I've heard this verse, I've read this verse essentially for my entire life. But today, as I was driving and thinking about this passage, it hit me. The angel shared something very important with this group of shepherds. The angel not only said, hey, the Savior's here. He's born. He not only said, here's where you can find him. But then he said, this will be a sign. You'll find him wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. A manger, right? These are shepherds. Do you think shepherds knew about mangers? Yeah, they knew about mangers. I mean, a lot of people knew about mangers, I'm sure, but think about it. The angel of the Lord revealed the whereabouts of the Messiah to a group of shepherds using a space, because of where Jesus was born, using a GPS dot that would bring them to both the familiar and the brand new unfamiliar. The familiar being the manger, this space where animals are. They're used to caring for sheep. They are shepherds. They've very possibly interacted with other animals too. And they're being told, this is not only the city where he, where he is, and this is not only the place, but this is the specific space. In my mind, it's, it's as if the shepherds, being the, the first ones recorded to get the news of his birth, it's as if all of heaven is validating the fact that the shepherds get to see Jesus. Validating the fact that Jesus is there for them too. He's Savior to all. He, he's born in such a humble space. His first crib is not a cute crib. There's no target. There was no baby registry. You know, the wise men do show up, but let's be real. 
the manger wasn't quite what I'm sure anyone had in mind. But in having Jesus born in a manger, the shepherds get to meet Jesus on kind of a level playing field. Yeah, he's the Messiah. They're not equal to him, but they don't have to go to a fancy palace where the whole space would be so intimidating to them that they dare not step any further forward. Maybe if it had been this really extravagant space, they would have been extremely nervous. I'm sure they were already a bit nervous. I mean, come on. Angels came and they were scared. Um, Yeah, none of this was expected. Remember, none of this. But there they they get to go to a stable. They get to go to a, a humble space that, that they understand. And that's where they first meet Jesus. A question that I'm running with for this Sabbath's sermon is, where have you put Jesus? Where, where have you put him? We tend to put him where it's most comfortable. We, we tend to put him uh, where it's most convenient. The shepherds didn't get to, the, the, the wise men didn't get to decide, even Mary and Joseph, they didn't get to say, okay, C-section on Monday, the 13th of May, 8 a.m. with Dr. So-and-so, lush uh, delivery room. They didn't get to pick things specifically like that. They were at the mercy of the census and availability was slim. Essentially, everything was taken. Everything decent, everything expected was taken. And here they are. Here they are husband and wife, wife has a child that's not the husband's, <laughs> like, there's, there's so much that's unexpected here, husband listens to the angel, doesn't throw wife to the curb, like, this is unexpected, and the result of this unexpected journey is this unexpected first crib to which the shepherds get to come and see the Christ. They get to see the Christ in a way that, I guess you could say, gives them a deeper sense of ownership and connection. The wise men come, and I haven't done wise men research, to know what exactly to expect of their pedigree, so to speak. We always see them in pictures as dressed real fancy, coming in on camelbacks and all of that. And hey, they've got, they've got some resources because they've got gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And for them, this unexpected must also be quite striking. If they are some kind of royalty, some kind of famous person, <laughs> some kind of wealth they don't 
get to meet Jesus in that space. They don't get to meet Jesus in a mansion. They get to meet Jesus in a space that's more comfortable for his first visitors than for these, his second. It's so unexpected. So part of what I'm thinking through now is, what am I expecting? And how is what I'm expecting hindering me from actually experiencing what's unexpected? Hey y'all, thanks for listening once again. Please share these if you think that that would be helpful to somebody, especially this Advent season with so much uncertainty as we wrap up 2020, so much uncertainty. And perhaps these pieces every day can be a source of encouragement to not only you, but to a coworker, a family member, a neighbor, somebody. So don't be afraid to share. And uh, I hope, I hope that for you, this can be a slowing down time during which you can reflect too, in your own way. And may that reflection time connect you and Jesus more closely than you've ever experienced him before. <laughs>